Hey, this is Michael Scobie. We're so honored that you're tuned into our podcast today. Whether you're part of our Vibrant Church family in person or online, I want to encourage you to connect with us on social media. Just search Vibrant HTX on all social media markets. You can also go to VibrantHTX.com to hear about things going on, connect with a life group, or even get to know some of our pastoral team. We pray this message inspires you, challenges you, and helps you make your next step in following Jesus. Let's jump into the message. Hey, Vibrant Church, are you excited about 2020? Let me hear from you. I love it. I love it. Uh, those of you that it, maybe it's your first time or maybe uh, you don't know who I am, my name is Michael and my wife Carmen and I have the tremendous honor of serving this church as lead pastors. My wife is serving your children today, your kids in elementary and uh, she's a part of our kids team and uh, part of the team that uh, leads the vision as far as uh, our kids ministry moving forward and, and so we're excited that we get to serve this church and we're excited about 2020. We, we really do believe that our best days are ahead of us. We have been launched now for 18 weeks. Come on. This is cr- incredible. It's incredible. It's great. Uh, we're excited of what God is doing. And uh, just uh, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. We're honored that you chose Vibrant Church. We know that you could have been thousands of places. And, uh, it, you know, I'm just glad that the Texans played on Saturday. So, and they won. And everybody's all happy at church on Sunday. Come on, somebody. All right. But, so, I mean, I don't mean to, to start division in the church, but. We're in Houston, so we're going to root for the, the Texans next week. Come on, right? I'm just saying. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we didn't mention earlier in the news. Uh, we, we, You saw it in the news. We didn't mention earlier. Uh, right after church, maybe this is your first time to Vibrant, or maybe you've been in Vibrant for a little while, and you're actually wanting to start to plug in. This is going to be your home church, okay? It's our vision that everybody that calls Vibrant Church home has a place to serve, that everybody has a place that you plug in, not only a life group where you find relationship and you build your friends and your faith, your friendships and your faith, but also a place where you're able to exercise the purpose that only God gave you. All right, so we want to help you, number one, discover that purpose, but help you exercise that purpose within the context of our our local church and the local assembly. So Next helps you do that. So Next week one, begins right after church today. We have, uh, the, there's child care available. There's lunch available. I mean, we take care of your kids for an extra hour. You get no kids for an extra hour. Come on, somebody, right? Because <laughs> I know after Christmas break, y'all all trying to pawn your kids off on people, right? Y'all all like, um, can school start? Okay, right? <laughs> uh, so we're excited today. We're starting a brand new series called Level Up. Look at your neighbor, tell them, level up. Look at your other neighbor and tell them, level up, partner. Hotna. We're, we're excited. You know, over the last few months, I've been praying that personally that God would give us a word for 2020. I, I really, so for me with every, every new year, I like to have a word that I pursue, right? Um, in 2019, my word was preparation. Uh, in launching this church and personally, uh, we had a brand new baby. Uh, there was just a lot of new and, and preparation was my word for 2020. Um, but I was, I've been praying and I've been asking God to give us a theme or an emphasis that would guide the things that we do over this next year. And, and so what messages do we preach, right? What do we, uh, how should we spend our finances, right? What should we pursue there? Where do we focus our efforts and missions efforts as a church? And who does God want us to become in 2020? 
And so these are the prayers that I've been praying. And, and most churches and businesses are actually using the same theme this year because it's 2020. And, uh, and can you guess the obvious and popular theme? It's, it's 2020 vision, right? 2020 vision. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I knew that that was not what God was calling us to pursue in uh, this year. Because just to be honest with you, vision is not really anything that we've ever lacked, right? I've told you over the last month, that from September until now, we have preached uh, preparation. We have preached being healthy. We have preached uh, assimilation and discipleship and getting all of us healthy and preparing for now what God has for us in 2020. And I've told you that really over the next 12 months, I really feel like this church is about to go into a multiplication season. Okay, I really feel like this church is going to going to a multiplication season that's going to blow our minds. And I kind of let the cat out of the bag last week at the end of the end of the, the end of the service. But did you guys enjoy Pastor Monty last week? Was that incredible? It was unbelievable. That guy is just insane. You guys, it's a shame you got to hear me today. Uh, that guy's awesome. Uh, but I kind of let the cat out of the bad la- bag last week uh, at the end of service. But I really felt like God has called us to do something in 2020, and that. That something is really comprised in one word. And that one word is simple yet complex because it has a macro level and a micro level. But that word is grow. In fact, if you're taking notes today, 2019 was the year of preparation for Vibrant Church. 2020 is the year to grow. 2020 is the year for our church to grow. I really do believe that this year personally on a micro level, I'm going to grow personally. Is anybody with me? You're going to grow? We're going to grow personally? I'm going to grow in my marriage. If my wife was in here and she would say amen. I'm going to grow in my prayer life. I'm going to grow in my prayer life. This year, we're going to grow as parents. We're going to be better parents than than we were at the beginning of this year. We're going to grow in our health. We're going to grow in our discipleship. We're going to grow in our creativity to get the message out. We're We're going to grow in our confidence in God, we're going to grow in our generosity, and we're going to grow in such a way that I believe by next Christmas, we're going to look back and we're going to be shocked by how far that we've come. I really do believe that personally on a micro level and a, as a church on a macro level that we're going to look back at the end of 2020 and we're going to see such a change that only God could get the glory for it. That's the type of change, that's the type of growth that we're looking for. I want us to look back at the end of 2020 and and not even recognize the person or the church that we were at the beginning of the year. I want us to do that. And, and, you know, so I wanted to start this year with a series called Level Up. And and the whole basis around this series is very simple. And, and, and you know, just to be honest with you, with you, you'll have to uh, not judge me to start this series, okay? Are y'all gonna, can, can this be a, like a planet fitness judgment free zone right now? Can we do that? Can we do that? Um, by the way, it tickles me so much that planet fitness sponsors the New Year's Eve in New York City. Does that is it just tickle y'all? It's just me? No, okay, all right. Um, but I need you to just be a judgment free zone, a judgment free zone. For me, um, everybody has hobbies that they like to do. Um, I wanna poll your hobbies real fast. How many of you like to hunt? Okay, all right, we got some people that like to hunt. Y'all don't have to be ashamed of that, it's okay, it's all right. Uh, how many of you like to build stuff? 
All right, that's cool. That's cool. I can't do any of that. Um, <laughs> how many of you guys, how many ladies, y'all like to shop? All right, look around. We found the ladies that are dishonest, the ones that didn't raise their hand. Just kidding. I'm kidding. Everybody has hobbies that they like to do and, and things that in your off day, if you have nothing to do, the kids are in a different room or in a different neighborhood, I, you know, uh, <laughs> that you can do that just bring you peace, right? For some of you, <laughs> so some of y'all just got that. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> For some of you, maybe reading a book or building something or doing something like that. For me, sometimes, just to be honest with you, although I'm 34 years old or 34 years young, um, for me, I'm a, I'm a gamer. Anybody else a gamer? A gamer? Okay. All right. I just want to make sure I'm not alone in the house. For me, sometimes it's just the best thing in the world for me to put a podcast on and to put, pick up my Xbox controller and just beat somebody down. It's an NBA 2K. You know what I'm talking about? Right? All right. Hey, Caleb knows what I'm talking about because I'm undefeated. Come on, somebody. Undefeated against him. I love you, bro. It's okay. He let me win because I'm his pastor. It's all right. Um, but... You know, for me, if you're a gamer, you recognize, you, you know the feeling that I'm about to tell you, that when you're playing a game, you might, you know, over time, you might try really hard at some points, and then you might get down in a game, like I could be playing somebody in 2K, and I might be down by like five or ten points, and then it gets the beginning of the fourth quarter, and I'm like, all right, it gets real. I sit up in my chair, some of y'all know what I'm talking about right now, I sit up in my chair, and I grip the controller a little bit differently, and I start to gain, and then it goes, it's on like Donkey Kong. You know what I'm talking about? It's, it is on. It's time to level up, right? It was time for me to level up because I ain't about to lose this game. Because I'm, I mean, I'm not competitive or anything, but uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. But I'm just, I'm not going to lose the game. But it's time for me to level up, right? It was time for me to stop messing around, to lean in, and to win the game. Is anybody going to preach with me today? So what does it mean to level up? What does it mean for you personally to level up, to lean in? At its most basic, it means to move from where you are to where you want to be. In fact, in the realm of the spiritual, leveling up, it means to move from where you are to where God wants you to be. From where you are to where God wants you to be. And here's the great thing. The word literally applies to every part of your life. Physical, spiritual, emotional, relational. We Personally, I've been living under this framework, and it's amazing how well it works. If I'm wondering, wondering, should I do this or that, right? Should I do this or that? Well, I, answer, I ask myself the question. I'm leveling up this year. I'll run it through the level up framework. Which choice will cause me to level up? And which choice will tell me that I stay the same? Perfect answer to the, the perfect question that I answer here. Should I go to the gym today? Yes, if I want to level up. No, if I'm okay where my, where my triceps are, which I'm not. Okay, right? I have to answer that question. Should I start this morning with prayer? Yes, if I want to level up. No, if I want to stay in mediocrity. I'm leveling up everything this year, including my prayer life. And that's why we're going to take the steps that we need to to get to where God has called us to be. And here's the deal is it can't be easy. It's not going to be easy. But here's a principle that we've got to remember. You can't level up unless you step up. You can't level up unless you step up. 
We all want progress. Every one of us want progress. That's why we all start with New Year's resolutions, right? We all have a certain amount of books that we want to read. We all have a certain amount of LBs that we're trying to lose. We all have a certain amount of friends that we're trying to gain or lose, depending on where you're at. But, you know, we all have these goals. But did you know that 92% of New Year's resolutions fail? Why? Because we don't like change. We don't like change, right? We don't like it. But here's the thing. For us to see progress, we've got to step up. For you to level up, for you to find where God wants you to be, you've got to step up. You've got to get out of where you were and step into something new. You've got to get out of that. And here, one final thing before we read the passage uh, of Scripture that really kicked all of this thinking off for me is that leveling up requires being more or becoming more, not doing more. You know, the reason so many times uh, that New Year's resolutions fail is that we start this new year and we start adding all of this stuff onto our calendars, right? Our, 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 my iCal personally starts going bing, 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 and before I know it, I'm getting like two hours of sleep a night, right? And, and you start adding all these things, and the truth is, is that it's unsustainable. You're not going to be able to level up to the person that God called you to be by doing more things. It's about becoming more than doing. It's about becoming more than doing. Because if doing was all that was required, you would have done that in 2019. If, if doing was all that was required, you would have done that last year. But it's the becoming that precedes the doing. Here's a silly example. I'm going to give you a silly example. Once again, no, like, judgment-free zone, okay? Judgment-free, okay? All right? There, y'all remember the video game character Mario? Y'all remember Mario? Here he is. He's this tiny little plumber dude, right? And, and who can't do anything but run and jump, right? He just runs and jump. That's all he knows how to do. He just runs, jump. But if he grabs that fire flower, some of y'all want a fire flower. If he grabs that fire flower, it changes him. All of a sudden, he becomes big. And he starts shooting fire everywhere. Bang, 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 bang. And this music. Y'all laughing because y'all been playing. Don't judge me. Some of y'all need to go back and get an old school Nintendo. Come on, somebody. Go back to the basics. But he starts doing. But here's the thing. He became before he started doing. He became something new before he started doing something new. Come on, somebody. I wish you'd preach with me in this house. It works the same in Mario as it does in real spiritual life. For you to do more things and receive more empowerment and receive more anointing and to step into your purpose, you've got to become more. You've got to sit before God and say, I want to become the one that you've called me to be. I want to become the purpose that you've given me. I want to become the calling that you've given me in 2020. I wish somebody that would step into that with me. He's got to become something before he can do something New, the fancy theological word for that is sanctification. And, uh, and we're not fancy, so we're just going to say it like this. God wants to create in us something new. 
And when you become something new, the things that you currently think are impossible become the new normal. The things that you thought that were completely impossible, that were unattainable for you, become the normal. They become the norm. A new sense of God's presence, a new relationship and a better communication between you and your spouse, a joy back in your life serving on Sundays, a commitment to care for your body, which is the temple for the Holy Spirit. If you let the Holy Spirit change you, your life will begin to change. So this whole series, you may have come into it for with me giving you, you thought I was going to give you a, a six-step plan to become a better you in 2020. I ain't going to do it. Surprise. This series is not about that. This series is not about doing more things. It's about becoming who God called us to be. It's about becoming. We're not going to focus on what we do. We're going to focus on who we are. Now, I know some of y'all right now, y'all thinking, Pastor Michael, that sounds really good, but is this even a sermon? You sound like Tony Robbins up in this place. I just had any, I didn't even a sermon. Uh, but let me get into the Bible so y'all think it's a sermon too, okay? So I'm going to go back into the story into the, in the Bible, and uh, we're going to go back, and all these points that I just preached to you, I'm going to show you all these points in a Bible story, and uh, we're going we're gonna to elevate, and we're going to preach that together. The prequel to this, Saul is the king, and he disobeys God big time. Right, he disobeys God big time. They defeated the enemies and they were told to destroy everything that was attached to them. They were told to destroy everything. Their king, their animals, their houses, uh, you know, all of it, right? What did they do? They treated it like it was Black Friday and they went shopping. They went shopping. They decided they kept the things that the Bible says were the most valuable to them. They were the most valuable to them. Because of this, God took his favor from Saul and the search began for a new king. Notice this, you can't elevate to the level God has for you and hang on to the same old stuff that you've been hanging on to. You can't elevate to the level that God has for you and hang on to the old stuff that's been holding you back. Some of us in here need to make a mark by giving some of those things up in 2020. Some, even the most valuable things. So many times we hold on to what's most valuable to us when God's trying to give us the most valuable thing we could ever discover. Many of us, and we know the story uh, that, that was after this when Saul, when favor left Saul and the search began for a new king. Obviously, David was anointed king as a, at a very young age, but uh, Israel here is in a war. Uh, he is that Israel is in a war, and the Philistines and the Israelites, these were like big time enemies, okay? They, they fought all the time. If you look back in the Old Testament, if you just kind of open the Old Testament and just kind of put your finger somewhere in the middle, the, 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 the Israelites and the Philistines were probably fighting right there, okay? Uh, that, that, they fought that much. And, you know, many people, um, they ask, why did they fight so much? Well, in this particular fight, it was the fight for all the marbles. It was, it was the fight for all of the marbles. They fought for hundreds of years, and, and this was the culmination of it. On one hill, the Philistine, the Goliath, the intimidating giant, right? On the other, the Israelites, scared, fearful, staying in their tents. I want you to note this. You'll never live in fear and in victory at the same time. 
never. I've got a few things that I want to point out going back to the story here that we talked about earlier in the story of David and Goliath that will help us level up in 2020. But the first thing I want to do, I want to set it up like this. I talked about earlier about being competitive. Is there anybody else in this room that is competitive with me? Anybody else? Okay. So how many of y'all need marriage counseling after you play Uno at your house? Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. You need that. You need a little blessing. You need a little pastoral care. It's okay. We'll, We'll smooth that over. But Somehow, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not competitive at all, but my wife is very competitive. And so my son, my oldest son, has received all of those genes, and he's very, very competitive. And in fact, to the point when we play trouble, how many of y'all played trouble with your kids? And how many of y'all put them in trouble after you beat them in trouble? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, but my son, we play trouble all the time. That's his favorite game. He wants to play trouble every day. I'm just like tired of trouble. But I beat him all the time in trouble, and I don't let him win at nothing. I don't know. I, I don't know. No participation trophies in the SCOBY home. We don't do that. We'll do that. You're going to learn how to take that L today, baby. It's going to happen. Okay? All right? So he takes that L in, in trouble. And here's the thing. My boy is so competitive, he stands up and says, you cheated. Every time. I could just be, he could watch every piece. He could move my pieces for me. And he's going to be like, you cheated. He's so competitive. That he would look at us and he would just, you know, how many of y'all have kids that they won't do something that you ask them to do, but then when you make it a race, they'll go do it? Like, I'll be like, hey, bro, it's 8 o'clock. It's time to go to bed. He's like, no, I want to watch another show. I'm like, I'll race you to your pillow. He's like, no, 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 I'm about to win this. I'm about to win this. I ain't taking this out. And he runs and he goes to his room and gets his pajamas on. He is so uber competitive you know the story of David and Goliath Goliath comes down to the valley in between the hills and he challenges them to send one man to fight him for all the marbles the ultimate competition now if you look in the old testament the Israelites and the Philistines like we talked about earlier they were always fighting they always mad they always mad at each other always killing each other why God made a promise that the destiny of the Israelite people they would walk into the promised land. You know what included in the promised land? The land of the Philistines. The land of the Philistines were in the way. So hundreds of years, they fought over this land. But in this battle, we find in in 1 Samuel 17, 8 through 11, they're going to put it on the screen for you. Goliath stood and, and shouted to the ranks of Israel, why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? Are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. If he's able to fight and kill me, we will become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, you will become our subjects and serve us. Then the Philistine said, this day I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing the Philistine's words, Saul and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. How many of y'all been terrified about a fight that you've been going through? You've been terrified. He taunted them. He taunted them. Are you not the servants of Saul? Notice that he didn't mention the God of Saul, but he mentioned, are you not the servants of Saul? This was a big dream that they had to step into the promised land that God had prepared for them. It was a big dream to take on the land of giants 
when they were just normal people, when they were ordinary people with ordinary talents. In fact, they were nomads in their times, living in tents. But God had called them to take on the promised land. But when they were trying to do that, they were being taunted by a giant. Let me just tell you, in 2020, you better have a dream that's worth being taunted over. In 2020, you better ha- I want you to dream bigger than you've ever dreamed in your life. I want you, if you, I'm not talking about a natural dream that you're talking about making more money or talking about building a bigger house or talking about having a bigger retirement portfolio. No, I'm talking about a God dream. I wish that you would put a dream before God and let him put a burden inside of you that burns inside of you every day when you get up, that you have a dream that's so big that people taunt you over it. You know, a year ago, let me just tell you, a year ago, I... Carmen and I had just moved to this area, and we were getting started building a launch team. You know how many people were on the launch team last year at this time? I look back at my portfolio. There were 17 people on the launch team at this time last year. Look around. People told me, Michael, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? You had a great thing going. Why, did you, why are you moving? Why are you doing this? Why are you launching this church? I'll tell you why I was launching this church, because God called us to do it. It was a God dream, not a Michael dream, but a God dream. There are 50,000 lost people in this city that need vibrant life in Jesus. And it wasn't good enough for me to stay comfortable. It wasn't good enough for me to stay where I was. I had to pursue a God dream that somebody else might taunt me over. But it doesn't matter because my dream is bigger than your taunts. I wish somebody would look at a taunter and say, my dream's bigger. My dream is bigger. That dream for you might be a thing. But most likely that thing is just a vehicle to get you to who you're supposed to be. See, leveling up means to move from where you are to where God wants you to be. Make no mistake, the enemy will mock you. People will mock you. People will say, huh? What are you doing? It doesn't make sense. Let me let you on a little secret. If God's doing something that normally don't make sense to us. If God's doing something, most of the time it doesn't make sense to us. Here's the deal, is that in 2019, God has been preparing you for your dream, but you've got to be willing to step up. You've got to be willing to step up to your dream and be who God has called you to be in 2020. I wish somebody would just raise your hand and let me know. I'm in the building. I'm going to be who God called me to be in 2020. Some of y'all need to step out the comfort zone a little bit and maybe do some things that are well, I've never committed to a church before. I, I, you know, I was one of those Christers. I'd come on Christmas and Easter, and I'd come every now and then, and I was there about once a month, and I, I was that statistical average of the average American comes to church about once to twice a month. I was kind of in that area. I wish that you would step out of that norm and make your family go, oh, raise an eyebrow and say, whoa, he's, he's really bought into that vibrant church. He's serving. Did you know that he played the drums? Did you know that he played the guitar? I never heard that before. But now he's playing on the stage, and he's starting to do some things that I never thought he could do. I wish somebody would step into that. I wish somebody would take that mantle on their life right now and say I'm gonna step into it I'm gonna step into that you know in in high school I was an an athlete and and had the opportunity to play with some basketball teams and uh, I I know this playing basketball is that uh, those of you that love to play basketball and and, and enjoy it is that there is a uh, when you start playing with people there's a reputation 
right? There's a reputation. Once you step on the floor, if you're able, whatever you're able to do really way, really well precedes you, okay? So for me personally, I, you know, uh, Sean and I, Pastor Sean and I, we love to play basketball together, okay? Uh, we like peanut butter and jelly. We go, we would, we, me and Sean used to go downtown and we'd play uh, in the, the court right outside of uh, Toyota Center, and we just walk up in, in our dad jeans and pretend like we didn't know nobody, and we go play basketball. But we knew each other's role, right? He's a scorer, and I'm more of the point guard, and I'm a defender, okay? So when I step on the court, I knew that whoever is the best player, I want to defend him because I'm going to shut him down. That's my goal. And then when I have the ball, we're going to run pick and roll, and I'm going to get it to Sean, and he's going to score. That's the way it's going to happen, right? But there's, an, there's a reputation that's going to precede you, right? There's a reputa- reputation that precedes you that once you, once, once you start taking big shots and making big shots, you become the guy that takes big shots, right? LeBron James, stay with me. Don't lose it, Mama T. It's okay. Here's the deal. LeBron James just didn't become an MVP caliber player one day and it was like, right? It started in a middle school game. When at that time, he may have not been the biggest or the most athletic. He may have not been the best shooter. But there was a moment where he crossed over and he got that one opportunity. And he became a guy or he became the guy where he was a guy, right? For each of you, there's an opportunity for you, right? Imagine this. There's two hills, one on one side, Philistines, and and, and the other, the Israelites, and Goliath was in this valley, and, and we find 1 Samuel 17 and 16. For 40 days, the Philistine came forward every morning and evening and took his stand. He took his stand. 40 days he came out and challenged these people. 40 days they bowed in fear. 40 days they had an opportunity to take a shot, but they passed. 40 days they leveled out to mediocrity when their promise was steps away. We find later on, now Jesse said to his son David, uh, take this heap of roasted grain and, and these 10 loaves of bread for your brothers and hurry to their camp. Take along these 10 cheeses to the commander of their unit. See how your brothers are and bring back some assurance from them. He was talking, as he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, stepped out from his lines and shouted the usual defiance and David heard it. Opportunity. David asked the men standing near him, what will be done for this man who kills the Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? I love how he called him a disgrace. Who is this uncircumcised? Philistine, that he should defy the armies of the living God. I was going to put a different adjective in there, but we, uh, I was going to give you the Scobie version, but I didn't, we ain't going to go there today. Here's the thing is for 40 days, that Philistine giant stepped out and intimidated him. You can't step into your purpose. We're bigger than you. Do you not understand the wars that you've lost in the past? Do you not understand? Do you not see the circumstances 
around you. This brings us back to the statement is that you can't level up unless you step up. Some of you are much like LeBron James in the middle of a middle school auditorium or basketball court. That you, the, the shot is coming up to win the game, and you, you, just, you have that opportunity to take your shot. And for 40 days, you've had that moment where you've passed. For 40 days, you've been hearing, I, I just I can't make that shot. You've been in a 40 days moment where you woke up, you said, this is the day. This is going to be my day. This is going to be my year, Pastor Michael. This is it. This is going to be my year. But then the giant comes before you and says, do you not know what your past says? Do you not know what you've done, what you've said, what you've encountered, who you have been in the past? You can't fight an addiction that you've been fighting all your life. You can't win this battle because you've lost all the other ones. For you to level up, you've got to step up. For you to level up, you've got to step up. For some of you, God has been calling you to, have, to, to, to live responsibly with your finances and to get out of debt. Stop trying to keep up with the Joneses because the Joneses is broke. Right? God has been calling you to get out of debt so you can have financial freedom for your family, so you can make a difference with your finances. You can't level up unless you step up. You've got to step up right now. For some of you, need, you, need to, you, you need to start working on your marriage. I don't know if you've ever been on a bike that had a, a wheel that was a little loose. You know what I'm talking about? Ever been on a bike that had a wheel that was a little loose and it felt a little shifty? And then every turn, it just, you just don't know if that wheel is going to quite fall off that bike or not. Some of your marriages and relationships feel that same way in this house. Some of you need to, you need to step up in your marriage. And you need to start serving your wife or your husband better. You need to start becoming. You need to start becoming. For some of you in here, you need to, you reflect on the end of your day and you think, man, I'm just an awful dad. I'm an awful mom. I'm an I'm a terrible parent. I just, I yell at my kids and I, I, I struggle. I'm like, first of all, let me encourage you. You're an amazing parent. Okay, you're an amazing parent because you're the parent that God called you to be. But you've got to step up for you to level up in your parenting. Don't pray for patience and then don't expect God to give you opportunity to exercise that. Isn't that right? We talked about this morning. You've got to step up. You've got to step up to it. Some of you have, you've been, God has been dropping hints at a career move. But the security of your finances, your finances currently has prevented you from making that move. Some of you need to jump in and step up. Because once you do what God has called you to do, blessing and favor comes and you can't even understand it. Right? Here's the deal is that all David was doing in that moment was being faithful in the purpose that God had currently called him to. David wasn't coming to fight a battle. David was coming to be the, the waiter. He was bringing money, bringing food. He was coming to bring, that's all he was doing. They, after, after all this, David had already been 
anointed as the king by a prophet, but David served faithfully until the door opened for his purpose. Let me tell you, in 2020, you're not going to find your level up experience in the comfortable. How many of you guys got a weighted blanket for Christmas? Some of y'all need to go get a weighted blanket. That thing is from heaven. That thing is from heaven. And you put it on, you felt like you got a hug from Jesus. It's just right there. Like you got a hug from Jesus. It's right there. But it weighs you down, right? And that thing that makes you feel most comfortable is the weight that's on you. And it kind of presses in and it makes you feel like you're there. So many times, the things that are holding us back are the things that keep us most comfortable. The things that are holding you back from where God called you to are the things that are making you most comfortable personally. That's why we're starting this year. I'm going to mention it a lot. We're starting this year year with 21 days of prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. You're telling me you want me to pray every day? Yes, I do. I want you to start every day with prayer and devotion. You're telling me you want me to fast? Yes, I do. I want you to begin to fast and put fasting into your life. I'm going to begin a fast tomorrow morning. I wish somebody would go with me. I wish somebody would go with me. Because when we do that, we begin to take the weighted blanket off. And we take the weights off so we can stand up and begin to move and step up into who God called us to be. Remember, it's not about doing more things, but it's about being who God called us to be. I got to quit. I ain't preached in three weeks, y'all can tell. Musicians, come please. You know, and holidays, I mentioned earlier that Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. It's my absolute my favorite holiday, and that's the one I enjoy the most. But this particular Thanksgiving, this last year, my wife unfortunately had to work the day before Thanksgiving and the, or the night before Thanksgiving and the night of Thanksgiving, and so she was sleeping during the day. So what meant for me, I get to cook Thanksgiving dinner. Come on, somebody. And, uh, and so I, you know, I did all the things and Carmen laid everything out for me and gave me a detailed list because it was like, you know, the details on HelloFresh, it was like details on top of that details, but it wasn't HelloFresh, it was Hello Carmen, right? And, uh, that, that's better than HelloFresh, but uh, naturally I started dumping this thing in and dumping this thing and she had all the ingredients and you know what? It turned out nothing like she had planned it, nothing like I it came out of the oven. It didn't look like it was supposed to look like. It didn't smell like it was supposed to look like. It, it didn't do nothing like it was supposed to. But I didn't tell her. I just put it on the table when she woke up. And she ate it. She said, mmm, this is good. I said, yeah, it is. See, check this out. This is so good. In the story of Goliath, in comes David. He was a shepherd boy that wasn't even supposed to be at the battle. He wasn't even supposed to be in the territory. Y'all, he's supposed to be out taking care of the sheep. Shows up to the battle. 1 Samuel 17 and 40 says, Then he took his staff in his hand. He chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand, he approached the Philistine. Many of us know the story here, but David, he attacks and he, he, he walks up to this Philistine not having a sword, not having an armor, not having a 12-gauge. Tw- Come on, somebody. He walks up to this Philistine with a slingshot. He went to a stream, the source of life, the water, the source of life in the area, 
and he picked up five smooth stones. Why did David pick up five stones? Because Goliath had four brothers that were ready to fight when Goliath went down. And now he did that as a statement. And now that'll preach, but I'm not even going there today. What was special about the rocks? What What was special about this rock? It was smooth. It was smooth. They were exactly the kind of rocks that you need for a slingshot to fire out. They were exactly the type of rocks that you need to fire out of a slingshot. The only thing that was special about these rocks was they were smooth and they were available. 2 Peter 1 and 3, this is where I'm going. This is the entire message lines up right here. For his divine power has bestowed on us absolutely everything. Can you look at your neighbor and tell him everything? His power has bestowed on us absolutely everything necessary for a dynamic spiritual, a vibrant, if you will, spiritual life and godliness through true and personal knowledge of him who has called us by his own glory and excellence. Michael, what are you trying to tell me? Where are you going? I'm telling you that right now in the beginning of 2020, you have a dream that you're trying to get to. You have a thing that you're trying to do. But the most important thing that you can focus on in the beginning of 2020 is not the things that you do, but the who that you become. Some of you are right now in the middle of the battle. And all you can see is a giant that needs to be slayed. But these stones gave David the confidence. It wasn't armor that gave David the confidence. It wasn't the sword. These stones he picked up gave him the confidence. It was the weapon that he knew that he could work with. For some of you, you need to begin this year by picking up some stones. For some of you, you need to begin the year by picking up a stone of forgiveness. You need to pick up a stone of hope. You need to pick up another stone that you might find resting nearby in the stream, in the source of life. You need to visit them. And it might be a, a, a stone that's about the size of repentance. God, I know that I'm not where I need to be. I know that 2019 was not my best year. But today I pick up the stone of repentance. And I know this stone, when I put it in my satchel, that's the one that's going to help me win the battle. For some of you, you need to pick the stone of love up. You need to begin to love yourself like God loves you. You need to begin to love yourself like the God who robed himself in flesh and died on a cross so your sin can be exonerated. 
for some of you, you need to go back and you need to pick up this stone and start loving others. Change, stop, stop trying to do the right things and make sure that I have my checklist just right. And I know so many of us are list people, but stop trying to make sure that you do all the things. That's the battle. If you go into the battle and you try to do all the things without picking up the stones, you don't have anything to fight the battle with. Stop focusing on doing. Leveling up requires becoming more, not doing more. Would you stand with me across this room today? There's a four-word phrase that goes along with these five smooth stones that I wish that you would take into your life. I wish that you would hashtag it. I wish that you would write it. I wish that you would post it. I wish you would share it. I wish you would write it on your mirror. I wish you would. It's a four-word phrase, and it says this, move beyond the natural. When you pick up the stones, can you imagine a young boy walking into battle against a giant with just stones and a slingshot? The natural tells us, I can't win this battle. The natural tells you, you're never going to get in shape. Your family's never going to be healthy again. The natural tells you that you're never going to get out of debt. The natural tells you you're never going to step into your purpose. You're never going to find hope. You're never going to find healing. But when you pick up a stone, you move beyond the natural. And because of that, you can win the battle. In 2020, as we go through this series, don't focus on the battle of doing. Focus on picking up the stones that enable you to win the battle. Some of you need love. You need repentance. You need wisdom. And you need to declare victory over your life. Stop believing what the enemy has said and move beyond the natural. Today, across the room, I wish that you would close your eyes. Every eye closed, every head bowed. For some of you, this is your first time to be in an environment like this. And you feel a pulling at, at, at your heart that is coming from God and and. Let me just tell you that pulling inside of your heart is God and he's speaking to you and he's telling you, look, I love you and I want you to begin this year different than you did in any other, in any other year. And this year is going to start by surrendering. It's going to start with surrender. So maybe that's you. If Maybe it's your first, first time to surrender your heart to God or maybe you need to recommit your heart to God. Recommit your heart to God with me. What I want you to do is pray this prayer with me. Just repeat after me. Jesus, I love you. 2019 wasn't perfect. I'm not perfect. I've got things in my heart that are not clean, that are not right, that are not holy. So today I surrender and I repent which means to turn around from the things 
that are holding me down. I turn away from sin, from anxiety, from depression, from hatred, from unforgiveness, from all the weights that hold me back. And today, I step up so I can level up into who you've called me to be. I know that salvation comes only from faith in you. So I declare my full faith in Jesus, that he died for me, he rose again, so I could have victory. And I level up into victory and into salvation today. In Jesus' name I pray.